Welcome back to the Vinegar's Podcast. We are a queer Survivor Superfan podcast uh, here today talking about Survivor 44, Episode 8, second member of the jury, uh, two sec- two uh, acts on a challenge, but one of the best episodes, I'd say, so far of the whole season. My name is Sam Stanish. With me, as always, is an incredible co-host of mine that I like to call Christine Palin. Thank you. I'm glad you like to call me that because I also like to call myself that. <laughs> I, I've been made aware that that's your name, and so I, you know, I love saying it. Um, <laughs> Sadly and tragically, our beautiful third co-host, Derek, is sick. He's got a sore throat. Uh, and we are praying on his full recovery by next week. But we have an incredible fill-in this week. Uh, honestly, probably someone who we have most wanted to be on the podcast for so long. Uh, we <laughs> What a storied history we have with this former Survivor contestant. We've loved her from minute one of knowing her, uh, and she's finally on the podcast. We're so excited. From Survivor 41, Tiffany Seeley. Hi. Welcome, believe- Tiffany. How I are you? I'm good. I can't believe I'm finally here. I feel like we've tried this like four times, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's all coming really- together. It's, it was meant to be now. So yeah, I'm so excited to be here. I actually haven't podcasted a lot this season. Um, been very, very busy and just haven't had the chance. So this is really the great episode to do, you know, to come on and, and uh, start podcasting on the season because this episode to me was one of the better ones of the season as well. So I really enjoyed it. So we had a lot to talk about. We do, we do. And before we jump into the actual body of the episode, we keep, we, the past couple of times we were forgetting with our guests, so we keep doing in the middle. But we do have a question for you. Um, we have Go asked ahead. all our guests, and it is, what is your favorite, who is your favorite juror of all time? You can say yourself, because um, you were an iconic juror, um, okay. but any juror in the history of Survivor. Okay, well, since you've already outed me that I would have, of course, said myself. No, the, the only reason it was iconic was because there was a small Cessna that landed on my shoulder. But other than that, um, I mean, that thing was ridiculous. But I would have to say, I'm going to go with Eliza Orleans. I mean, the way she destroyed those, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like she was very authentically um, her thing. As she, she is just an authentic person. But she was iconic as far as I'm concerned, as far as like really giving it to the jury, uh, really giving it to the players and um, trying to figure out, you know, where she would put her vote. And uh, I thought she did it just really incredibly. So I would have to go to Liza Orleans Excellent on this pick. one. Yeah. yeah. A fellow iconic. queen of Ponderosa. Yeah, a fellow queen of Ponderosa. You know, we're all very big mouths, all of us, queens of Ponderosa. <laughs> we tell it like it is. And sometimes that's to our detriment, but... Tiffany, are there any future jurors uh, listening to the podcast? Do you have any advice on what makes a good jury experience? I actually do, because being that your podcast is called The Bitter Jurors, you are you have to know that everybody comes off the show and into jury and Ponderosa like pretty pissed off. <laughs> um, I'm going to try not to curse through this whole podcast. That's feel free, feel free. Oh, good, because I yeah, love, you're good. I love to curse, and <laughs> you know that's, that's just who I am. Um, however, not totally who I am, but you know it's it's part of my fabric. Um, but I would say this is a once in a lifetime. 
experience that you're going to get. And Ponderosa is part of that experience. And I feel like you have so many people that come into jury so upset and rightfully so. Don't get me wrong. I was pretty freaking upset. Also really happy that I was eating. But like such an amazing experience and you don't have enough time to take it in. And I kind of liken it to like your wedding day. Like it all happens so fast. You all this prep, all this excitement, and then it's over. And it's like, some time in Ponderosa to just still live that dream out. And I constantly reminded myself like, oh my God, I'm on Survivor. I am at Ponderosa on Survivor. And I loved every second of it, even though there were some like choice moments there because people were pretty upset. Um, I think just go into jury, have a good time, enjoy the being able to go back to tribal and take a look at it from different glasses and just sort of keep your spirits up and people happy. I mean, you live one life. This is an opportunity of a lifetime and you're missing out if you don't like really enjoy every single moment of it because there's a lot to offer there. Um, it is difficult. It's difficult. It's difficult to step out of the moment of being angry and like, oh my God, I just blew it, you know, but it's also an incredible experience. So I would say just go in and try to as a glass half full moment and enjoy it. Um, I did, I certainly did. Uh, myself, Evie, Nasir, we had a great time. Erica came in at the end, you know, last year, only one day that, and we just, Danny, we had a great time. Um, so enjoy it, enjoy it, it's once in a lifetime. So that's my that. advice. That's great advice. You like that? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's very great advice. <laughs> very real, but very like positive, but also not very Pollyanna about it. Like, yeah, you lost, it sucks, but yeah. it's this is this yeah. just the start of a different journey different journey and if you look at it like that like it's not the end of the journey it's really not um but yeah so that's my advice tiffany you said you hadn't really been podcasting very much about this season yet can you give us like a broad strokes general thoughts feelings about season 44 so far yeah so you know i feel like season 44 had a lot of hype i feel like jeff probst really was like super excited about 44 um, and really love this cast, and I can see why. It is really a great cast. I'm not, there's no way to say that it's not a great cast. And I also think that we are now, you know, moving forward in the new era, and people are sort of getting used to this crazy, twisty shit and all the new advantages and the made up shit and who has what. And it's very confusing to like keep. I think people are still, me and some of my, uh, my some of my cast, uh, castmates and myself, are still talking about now how we are still having trouble keeping up with all the shit that they're throwing out there. Um, but that being said, I think the editing is starting to get a little bit more camp-based, which I really, really love because you get to really see the players for who they are and become invested in them as people. And I think that you have more of that, you have more buy-in from like your viewership. And we were losing that a little bit, I think. And very sadly, season 41 cast, and not just because I was on it. We were a great cast, and I'm learning more and more that we had amazing, amazing people and characters. And it was just so taken by the new era shit that you lost out on so many excellent personalities. You know, yes, there were, you know, some of us were able to stay on a little longer, but there were some early boots that were just incredible people. And even, even Abraham, like the one who tried to get me out, I love him and he is such a character. And it's just sad now that I look back, I'm like, oh, that really sucks that I voted him out like so early, you know? Voce was my best friend. 
And like looking at this cast, I feel like they really learned from the first few seasons of the new era. And they went out there and they're like, all right, we are not going to do this shit wrong. We're going to do it right. And even when they throw this shit at us, we're still going to try to do it right. So I think the cast is really doing a good job at figuring out how to play the game and entertain the viewers and also try to get around these twists and somehow, you know, by, by staying authentic to the game and going back to old days and how they did it in the old days, the old days, whatever that means. But you know what I'm saying. So Definitely. I think, yeah, I think that the season is, is really good as far as the editing is different. I feel like it's just a little bit more fan, you know, more people based. Um, I love the challenges so far. They've been great. Uh, the characters, I mean, oh, I, Carolyn. <laughs> I, I, Carolyn, yeah. I mean, how do you not love Carolyn? She's just really her authentic self. And, you know, she, there is a lot of this, her saying she's weird and she's this, she's not really. She's just a great authentic person who's living her best life out there and being who she is. I mean, what is weird? What is strange? I, I'm freaking weird and strange. I'm almost 50 year old woman right now with an orange face because my, my lotion had a little tan in it. I don't know <laughs> why this is happening, but I'm a little orange. Um, like what is weird and different? Like, just because you know, you're entertaining doesn't mean you're weird. And I don't know. It's just, she's, she's an awesome character. Um, Yam Yam is, I think it's funny with Yam Yam. I expected a much more like, I don't know, just wild character for him. I feel like he's been much more tame, but like his delivery is very smooth. So he's been really fun to watch. Um, I, I mean, they're all, Jamie is just a happy sunshine, ray of freaking sunshine and rainbows and unicorns. I've never seen anybody happier than my entire life. Um, oh, there's so many, Heidi, I mean, she's great. I don't know, it's just this cast is a force to be reckoned with. So I'm really enjoying that. Do I love the twist? Not really. I think they suck again. Um, <laughs> like really fucking annoying over and over again. The same shit like, oh, you're not at merge. And by the way, bring this up, right? Of course. Sorry. Can we just talk that my freaking term has been coined in survi survivor it's, vocabulary language? It's and you're not even getting credited at all. Have you show. seen this? Have you seen a scent of this? What the <laughs> hell? Like, when is someone going to say, you know? is a great and that was a great portmanteau let's give it to her you know if they, they were casting true super fans someone on the show would be like and this is the mergatory and i know for a fact that just because it was said for the first time on season 42 and it was misattributed everyone knows tiffany was the one who invented the term i'm like the shoemaker that has no shoes i always come up with these great things and like you sort of just Pull off, but I'm I think I'm headed for greatness somewhere. Like I think something is gonna happen soon. I feel it in my bones. But anyway, listen, if they put me back on the show for anything, I'll get over it. If Til you then, need us to vote for you to get back on the show, you know we're oh, here, we're there. We <laughs> we're, are we're, like, no. we're with you. Thank um, you. But I totally know what you Every mean the cast is incredible and like the twists are not good and it like this episode was so good and i like literally think it's because there were no twists like there were the the challenge was like the middle two parts of the show but like the opening of the show and the ending of the show was literally just camp stuff and there was one idol play which is like sure but like it's like it's just letting them actually play the show that they want to play and they like are having fun and they're able to like move around and figure out what they want to do because they're not like 
super nervous about some strange new island popping up out of the water for them to die on. Or, or you're not seeing them like hiking through the mountains with five minutes before, you know, going to tribal and having to decide what to do, right? And, you know, you notice what's even more interesting is, not more interesting, that's stupid. I don't mean more interesting. What I mean is, hopefully, um, tribal. I feel like because these players are like navigating correctly, you don't see live tribal. Like it is old school, we're gonna vote, answer Jeff's stupid questions. That was unpopular. I'm sure he's going to kill me for that. But you know, he does he does those questions. And it's like, he's just reiterating the whole the whole episode. And it's like, Oh, God, it's so I agree. Cringy. It's so cringy, but I know he has to do it. And I adore him. But like, okay, so he gets through all of that. And then they just go and vote. And it's no like, let's stand up and, and try to survive for our, our lives. And we were doing a lot of that because time was so not there for us. Like, we did not have enough time to really come up with great things, except for, of course, you know, that whole idol play that myself, Evie, and Xander pulled off, which was pretty excellent. I'm not going to take full credit, but you I should. will take some. Thanks. Yeah. You're <laughs> the only one here. You can take credit. Yeah. No, I'm not going to take full credit because that would be terrible. And it wasn't <laughs> just me. But it was, you know, that's the type of stuff that I was really looking forward to doing. And it just became extremely chaotic. And so I'm enjoying them sitting down, having a discussion, and then going and voting, you know? And I think that that's changing because everyone's like, oh, new era, I got it. There's some shitty twist, so let's not do this. Let's just stick to our original plan because we know somebody has something that's stupid and that's just kind of like, they're, it's like the players are trying to bring back the old game. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I don't know if you've been listening to Jeff's podcast, Tiffany. Have you been listening to Jeff's podcast? I was tuning in and he lost me at episode four. I was like, I'm done. I but like, You've lived yeah. it. <laughs> I've, heard, I've heard enough. But like one of the things he was saying on there is he believes like the advantages are the driving action of a season. Like that is what like moves the plot forward in a season. And I just don't know how he can have that opinion after like watching a tribal like this where like, yes, there was an idol, but it's one idol. Um, and it was kept close to the chest until the moment it needed to happen. And people like just let the vote happen. And like, there were no shots in the dark. And what was interesting about this episode is how it came down to allegiances, who felt comfortable with who, who was telling who what. And that I'm just like, how can he say that after being present at this tribal where it was the most interesting vote in a long time. And it was just a single idol and like some good social maneuvering. I, I completely agree. I feel like how do you not see i mean you brought this game to life right and you know it's a social experiment and the social experiment part is being paranoid because there's only one thing and nobody and letting the people act and pretend and hide and lie those are twists without having to run around an aisle island looking for a birdcage like that is not what happens when you get deserted in an island you're not going to find a birdcage where is our original like game right so like, I think less is more, less is always more. And that's where you lose. And it's almost like he's being that stubborn person or, or maybe whoever is making, you know, continuing to do this, being like, no, the twists are awesome. You're gonna eventually love it. And it's like, no, we are not gonna eventually love it. Like I would give anything to go back, play a 39 day game, not being quarantined for two weeks before and pregame before and gain 30 pounds 
And then, because that was fun. And not look like a monster on a balance beam. Thanks, Jeff. That was fun, too. Okay, thank you. And just play one idol. When it goes out, they bring it back in. They hide it somewhere else, and you find it. Like, fun. That's good times. Like, all right, you got to give me the rice. You want to keep the shot in the dark? That's fine, too. Thanks, love. My son just bought me McDonald's. That's for everybody to know. That is Congrats. so unhealthy. So <laughs> unhealthy, and I, and I love you. Thank you. Um, that was a, a human moment. See, people love that shit. They love <laughs> a real life human moment. I mean, we're podcasting. It's like a family visit. Yeah. And your son brought <laughs> in McDonald's. He just did. He just did. So I have it here. Um, <laughs> but, but like, you know, it, it's kind of like you just, it, it doesn't matter what we say because they're going to do what they want to do anyway. Exactly. Of course, we're, it's like they have us by the balls because it, well, that's going to be a very choice conversation. Everyone's going to hate that. I'm going to be canceled. <laughs> But you know what they mean. You know we'll what I mean. We'll protect you. <laughs> Tiffany, get behind me. <laughs> someone, please. Because we still want to play. We're still going to want to watch. We're still going to love it. We're still going to want to go back out there. It's like they're not losing anything. They're just being stubborn. It's kind of like that. Because, you know, there's not one person that ever played this game not going to want to go out there and play again. Like, they're not, they're not looking for players. I'll tell you that. They're not shorthanded. So yeah. what do they give a shit? They're gonna keep doing what they want to do. It's, it's like they're we're like the toys. They're like, oh, let's throw this out there. You know, I have an idea. Throw a freaking steak at me. How about that? That would have been a twist. He's <laughs> fed now. She can think better. <laughs> I completely agree. Let's get into some of the stuff that happened in this episode. Uh, I mean, it was all about the three stooges, as they're calling themselves now. Tika deciding whether they're gonna go with Ratu or with Soka. And it doesn't like I don't understand where the total animosity between Ratu and Soka came from, but uh, it's making good TV now. Yeah. Um, don't get me started on the Three Stooges because this gets to me on a cellular level, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> Wait for it. Me, Evie, and Xander. What the actual fuck? Why did that not happen like this? Like, what the shit? I mean. That's really, I, we had, that was our plan. We had everything going in. I mean, we had Liana, but I get it. She went with the Black Alliance. I totally get that. She really, and and that is cool. He still had three and his extra vote. And it's like, oh my God, what would have been if we would have just stuck together and flipped someone? Like we had choices. And it's just like watching these three kind of still come back together is very refreshing for me. Um, and I think that where you're getting this animosity is because when you're out there, it isn't rah, rah, we're best friends. It's I want to outlive you. And now we're three against, you know, we're the three in the middle. And somehow they're in a very good position. When we were out there, we were on the bottom because it was still six of those Luvu. And then there was us three. And it was kind of like, well, they don't need us. Pick us off one by one. It was messed up. But with this, like, they, I think they're playing it really smart. And you know, they're not just going right away with what one person says. Oh, okay, let's all get out. Um, who was it this week before it was Brandon? Oh, Franny, right? Let's let's all vote out Franny. And then they're like, you know what though? Let's we're kind of in control. And they took the reins and they are, you know, they're a little bit of a force. So really stooges. They're like three queens. I don't know. Um, but I'm rooting for them. I mean, maybe not three unlikely ever right like it's just a great little group of three and 
their animosity, I think, is just basically like, we don't want you guys to stick together because we want to stay in the game longer. And that's just always the inherent thing that's going on out there. Um, and it's, it, of course, it's making for good TV without even a twist. Go figure. <laughs> yeah, I think what's helping Tika a lot here, potentially, I mean, it's because Carson was separated for them, from them. And so then when the three Tika came into the merge, it was Josh, uh, Carolyn, and Jam Jam. And then Josh got voted out pretty quickly. And then Jam Jam has the illusion of being on the bottom because he's been targeted and escaped so much. I think Jam Jam's not really threatening something i mean like we haven't gotten a lot of conversation about this i think a lot of people unfortunately just aren't taking carolyn seriously um because of her personality which is how she'll get far but it's a question of like how that will pay off for her in the end just because she's so wacky and that's why i love her she's an amazing person yeah and then carson was separated from them and he was able to play that i was on the bottom like i think the ratus might genuinely not even be really thinking about that as a serious thing so this is a case where this like one weird swap i think really helped tika overall because they were able, like, I, I, they're making it obvious in the narrative of the edit that they're a, 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 like a, a force to be reckoned with. But when we hear from Ratu and Soka, that's from their narrative. It's us, and then they're just our right. pawns. They're and so like I think it joke. really helps them. Yeah. Right. Plus, so, like, when they came into the merge, like, uh, Carolyn and Jam Jam had, had just been, like, fighting, and Josh probably told all of them that they were, like, not together. So they've got a lot helping them out. And I think, like, because when you watch back, Carolyn is really freaking smart. She made, first of all, hello, thank you, freaking thank you for finally somebody not revealing they have something to anybody. Where that is the when I found my idol, you know, the go on the idol and it was sitting right in the middle of the fire and everybody saw me find it and I had no choice but to reveal that I had it, of course. But the first thing I said in confession was, make no mistake, I would have never told anybody about this. Like, finally, someone's shutting their mouth. And I think that that is what makes that idol so great, is like, nobody knows she has it. And that's what makes her so smart. And they're not taking her seriously, fine, but guess what? If I'm gonna win a million dollars at the end, I don't give a fuck what you think about me. I gotta be honest. Not now, not in the game, not after the game. I don't care, that's the truth. I don't have much patience for all of this, like, oh, my edit, papa. My edit fucking sucked too. I was on the freaking, on a bounce beam. My boobs were collapsing because I had a double mastectomy and they just really, I don't know if they did it on purpose, but they honed in on that. I had like my rolls going, my hair was all over my face. I looked like a shit show. And you know what? That's what you're going out there for. Like people were upset and blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, you know, it's over, it's done with, let's move on. And I, I don't know, I just, ah, God, very annoying. But anyway, so, I don't know what the hell my point was, but I was getting there. All, I, all three of the Tika three stooges have the like uh, illusion of someone who doesn't know what's going on or like is right. just sort of like out there to have fun or like not really part of anything. But like all three of them have the undercurrent of like the cutthroat gameplay that like the other people on the beach don't see coming. But you know what? I got to be honest. If you're a super fan now, be clear i was not, i was i watched the show i was not a super fan like that like i watched the show every wednesday okay like everybody else but i did not know podcasts existed i i wasn't in this underworld of survivor i had no idea which actually was probably better for me because i was less of a thinker out there like being paranoid about the things that could happen because i'm clueless but as a even watching the show you see carson 
puzzle that quickly or be able to do something, I have to know that that person is a super fan and is somehow threatening. I agree. So even though they're they're not and what happens is you're not you're not thinking as clearly as you think you should because you're not eating. Mm -hmm. So that is escaping them somehow. They're not like you know that people are super fans that they always 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 cast super fans. So like you have to know that these people are thinking and it's it's numbers like false veil of security. Like, oh, we're the bigger number, so we're they're not gonna get very far. But the truth is, that's the killer. When you get too comfortable, you saw it happen this week. Mm -hmm. It's it, it, as it should have, right? You know, and you know that that is the thing. Like, yes, they are getting that weird edit where like people are not threatened, but you know, if you're really out there and playing, you should kind of be onto this at least a little. So I'm waiting to hear somebody say, you know. These three are freaking scary. Fuck, yeah, we haven't heard I yet. feel, I feel mm -hmm. like every episode, Carson, someone catches Carson doing something that like would get someone else eliminated, but he just goes, Oops, I know. I'm a young boy. I don't <laughs> know anything. A, I'm just a little guy. My tummy hurts. Right. <laughs> and then they're just like, got... okay, he, it wasn't malicious. He's just being young. No, he's just, he's just being Carson. He's so funny. The, I, I saw it in this episode when Carolyn was like rolling around in the net and he was like, <laughs> Come on, Carolyn, you can do it. That was just so funny to mm. me because like shit out there. It is that was like his all he could get out. Mm -hmm. Real. Like when you're sick, Evie was sick. She was throwing up on the side. I mean, there were times when she was like, I can't don't even talk to me. Like it was it's brutal. So I can only imagine how he felt. Like standing there and trying to like muster up anything to keep her, you know, in the game with him. And that was awful. I was like, that is so funny. But yeah, he's he's getting away with that. I'm just a cute little boy shtick. And then I feel like Carolyn and Jam Jam have similar uh like beers or whatever where Carolyn has her she's just a wacky woman and Jam Jam is just like very funny and vivacious, I guess, uh to yeah. try to not use like Potential slur. I guess people right. are just like, Don't worry. He's just fun He's and gay. gay. <laughs> yeah. gay. No. Uh, but like, okay. uh, they all are just like super cutthroat. Something I think helps Jam Jam a lot too is because he's he is confrontational, but in a jokey way. Like mm -hmm. he's been like, "You guys voted for me, haha!" Like, and I think it maybe like knocks people's guard down a bit because he's being so straightforward about like, "I'm pissed at you, but I'm gonna make a little joke, haha!" And maybe not internalize the fact like, "Oh, he's gonna remember that," and mm -hmm. and you know, use it. Mm -hmm. His his delivery is very disarming to them, and he's not he doesn't he exactly. doesn't feel like threatening. You know, he feels like he brings the uh, the the you know the anger down a bit and the pissed offness down a bit. Um, but yeah, I mean, if I was out there, Jam Jam would have been one that I was looking at, uh, just watching because just the way he is. There's this like quiet confidence yet loving teddy bearish yet you know underneath he's gonna fucking slit your throat and it's like <laughs> you have to know that like i don't know i mean listen hindsight is 2020 right i'm sitting here like i'm a fucking professional survivor player um but it wasn't but it's just funny to watch it now and have it that's why people want to go out so bad again because like now you know the lay of the land and you're like okay let me try it this way you know it's just it's freaking addicting but yeah so those three stooges, I get why they're the three stooges, but I think, you know, you got to look out for them still. 
Tiffany, you talked about everybody wanting to go back uh, on Survivor. It, who of the new era Survivor contestants are you? Would you most want to see out on a season when you eventually are a returnee? Oh, I love that positivity from you when you eventually are returning. That would we be will. really good. Okay, we will we're just gonna manifest it. Exactly. So, I think we're manifesting. I, I am claiming it. I will be returning because of all the people out there, Tiffany was the best survivor player. Good lord. That's um, what I would say. What? You know what? You didn't see enough of me. I had a lot of shit up my sleeve, and nobody would talk to me. So there's a, there was that. Um it's like you can say it, but people are like, yes, yeah, sure, she did, whatever. But I did. Okay. Anyway, so who would I like to see out there again? Oh God, who would I like to play with? Or yeah, who basically, would like who would you like to be out there and like or play just, against? Yeah, it doesn't have to be an analyze. Who do I? Oh God, who don't I want to go out there with? God, there's so many different people I'd love to play with for so many different reasons. Some to blindside and get the fuck out. Um, <laughs> that's the honest truth. Some to just work with because we are like we can so work together and be on the same wavelength. I mean, I'd love to go out there again. I mean, I'd love to be out there with Evie again. I mean, we say it all the time. I'm so blessed to be together, but I would love to be out there with them. Um, God, I mean, wouldn't it be just great if there was like myself, Evie, Xander, Voce, like going back out there against like, I don't know, Mike, Jonathan, Lindsay, Jenny. There's so many people, I don't know. Like, other people are some really great folks. And it just would be very interesting to play a game that you kind of know these folks already. And it's now a different kind of social game, right? Like, now you know them in real life. And it's like, how are you going to get around that and navigate that? That's another layer of this game that is very difficult. It's one thing when you don't know them and you hurt their feelings. But it's another thing when you do know them on a personal level. That creates a whole nother you know, layer to the game. And uh, I don't know, I would love to test that out. I would love to test that out. But, um, you know, I'd love to be out there with Evie again, for sure. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't of, mean I won't vote them off. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and kind of going <laughs> going off that question, we had a question from uh, someone on Twitter at WWE Master 2018. And uh, one of their questions was, looking back on your first experience on Survivor, so if you did get to play again, what would you like have done differently in terms of your gameplay or social your your approach to social dynamics? I mean, it could be it could be like uh, an answer could be like I don't know, <laughs> but um, yeah. you know, when you're watching it back what what kind of like, oh, I wish I'd done that differently. And if I got that chance, what would it be? Okay, so nothing really from the beginning, but merge. I wish I would not have let that break in alliances exist as much as it did. Like the one alliance is on the beach, then there's us who kind of straggled around and nobody's talking to us. I wish I just kept going up to them even but it's and just keep pushing my narrative but it's really difficult when you're completely shut down and they're not talking to you to like make someone talk to you. i followed xander around and he was on my own thing and liana was following me around not letting him talk to me it was the most annoying thing but yeah it was great for her game it kept her in longer and she you know really worked her angle so that was great but like why didn't i more it was a matter of time didn't have that much time for that vote like for me to you know the 26 day format is very quick like 
I can so see the 39 days being super, super long and like those off days being brutal because the one day we were waiting for merge was the longest day of my life. But also being able to just mess with people for a whole extra day mm-hmm. and try to get, you know, get something done. That's what I that's what I wish I had more time to do. And I wish I was just more persistent and like ridiculous. Like I would have, I should have just started doing jumping jacks in front of people and being like, come on, you want to talk to me? Like something, but it was just (laughs) not enough time. And like, you do feel, you know, remember it's how you feel and you're, you feel really freaking weird when people aren't talking to you. It's very uncomfortable and terrible. It's terrible. And you know, somebody doesn't give a shit about that, but yet, didn't want to rock the boat too much. I saw that there were alliances going on and we were very worried and, and optics. I'm not going to lie. It was, wasn't going to be good. And people were afraid to make moves. People were afraid. Um, so they didn't. And that's what I wish was done differently on my part. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would have been able to do it that season. It was just not the season for it. It was a very, very, very difficult season for so, so many reasons. And everybody on the season will say that, you know, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's my answer. You you mentioned the time. I just wanted to draw attention. Mike Bloom pointed this out, like how little time you have. And uh, Josh, Matt, and Brandon were date voted out on day 13, 14, and 15. Like it's just from a viewer perspective, it's hard. You see the day, what day it is, but you don't think about it. that's three nights in a row of like back-to-back tribal councils. Like there's no time for that. So it's cool that we got a good good and interesting vote like this and their minds aren't completely fried because I can right. imagine that that's nuts. It's nuts when you get out there. It's nuts when, you know, you feel like you're on the bottom. And to be honest, unless you have an idol that you are willing to 1000% use, or you got immunity. There's no feeling safe. I don't care who you are, because there's always that little seed of doubt. And then add those notes, the no time to talk to everybody and to come up with the best gameplay ever. Like, that's the thing. Without time, you don't have the creativity of a new plan, which is maybe why they threw so many twists in. Maybe the twists equals the thought process and creativity of moves in time. Maybe that's what they're thinking. And if they ever go back to the longer format, then they don't have to have so many of these because they have more time for conversations and for doubt to creep into people's minds because that's really the cuckoo part of this game, right? The the not eating, the not sleeping, and then the paranoia and you know your reality of what you're seeing. Um, so yeah, I think that that is very much part of it. Like you just don't have time. You just don't have time. So bring back more days please and family visits would be great thanks i i really hope that family visits are coming back i i I feel like survivor loves the family visits and i feel like once maybe this coming cycle of the show uh there'll be fewer restrictions and they'll be able to bring out the people i hope so i hope so i think that's such an important it's it really changes your your like your brain chemistry because it's like there's a little bit of dopamine you know, uptake when you're thinking, oh shit, my, maybe my family member can come out here. Maybe that pushes you to do a little bit more. Like whatever it is, it's something to look forward to for the players. And it's like a milestone and it's like so gone now. So is Mergatory. Whatever happened to Merge where we all sit and eat together is a lot of people sitting together making connections and that kind of, I, I don't love this split Merge thing. I'm, I'm done with it, but I don't think they are. We'll find out. 
Uh, but I think what I liked the most about this episode is, I think, Christine, you might have said this, like, it felt like just a regular merge episode because it was the first full vote mm-hmm. that everybody was voting at in a normal way in the episode. Um, um, and- sort of a normal way. Yeah. <laughs> as normal as we can get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everyone voted and only one person won everyone. immunity. So <laughs> Everyone did vote. I'm, I was confusing for a minute. Um, the one where the one before this one mm. where oh, that, that, was, yeah. that yeah. one was not, no i would never call that we i would never normalize something like that um <laughs> that was that was just in my head for some reason i don't know why i was thinking about it and i confused it but yeah this but, was the part was normal yeah but the one twist that we were talking about is uh, like heidi told uh jam jam and carson like danny had an idol and then Everybody somehow everybody found out that Franny was getting the votes, and Danny told Franny that he would play the idol for her, and then he actually did it. Tiffany, I was wondering if you had any thoughts on someone saying they were going to play an idol for someone and then actually going through with it. So, okay, Ooh. um, sort of when he used it, it sort of puts him in a position of being voted out next in my mind because it's like now you have nothing to protect you, and unless you win immunity. Um, you're going home. That's how I think of it. Wrong because they could start going after Soak in a different way. I don't know, but love that he said he was going to use it and he used it because sort of gave him. No, it's just nice to see something actually come to fruition that you're like want to see because nobody wants to see Franny go home. It's kind of like you're rooting for Franny, and he uses it, and I like that he's a man of his word. So it could also work in his in his um favor because people are like wow he said he was going to do something he's a man of his word so let's keep him for a little longer he's not threatening now he has nothing in his pocket let's keep him a little longer you know so it could work for him it could um in my experience being out there it's like oh you did that you're next man on the chopping block and nobody's going to save you because so it's kind of like because he's so noticeable now like he put himself out there made this big move which worked out great for franny but highlights his you know sneaky side too so it's like are you a man of your word are you sneaky what are you going to willing to do in the future but definitely he's in my mind he's slightly on the chopping block unless he has a full amount of unless those people are now going to be like we're going to save your life because you did that for us right so we shall see we shall say. Yeah, yeah. I think it definitely like hurts his chances of making it to the end now, just because you never want to stand out in a way like that. And that is like, I would say, like one of the. There's such an emphasis on risk taking risks in the new era from Jeff, and it feels yeah. like it's, it's artificial risk. It's risk that, that production is making up. Like we have to play this right. little game, um, but this was like a genuine risk of like he knew people knew he was going to play the idol. Like it sure. could have very easily flipped on him. And he did take a risk to like gain some social clout with his alliance members to like for the good of his alliance. That was a genuine risk. So that was what was refreshing to me. It's like, oh, it's a risk that wasn't like forced by production, but that's why it makes it so threatening because if he gets to the end, that's an amazing uh, movie. Like, can, yeah, it, that'd be crazy. And so it just, it's one of those things of like playing for the immediate um, rather than playing for the end. I'm glad he did it. I love Franny. It was exciting. I was excited to Me see like too. a quote unquote old school idol play, like just play yeah, an idol for great. someone. But whoa, I couldn't, I was shocked he actually did it. And that was like the thrill of the episode when he actually said he was going to do it because I thought he was going to check it out. I 
that I want Xander to play his idol on me. <laughs> Makes me so sad. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> sorry. PTSD flashback. Um, yeah, I like that he used it. Of course, I know that if I was my brain work, I probably would have been like, oh my God, Danny's going to use it. Let's blow Danny out and tell everybody and be like, let's try to get Danny out. That would have been like my hidden move, kind of maybe, depending on where I felt I was in the social hierarchy, if I wanted to be a shit stir. But you know, I don't want to give it all away because when I return, I don't want people to think I think like that. Of course, of course, of course. And you know, I, I won't never tell anyone. Do that. Oh, don't tell anybody except for the people that are listening to this. Um, you, all of you don't tell anybody. But <laughs> yeah, I thought it. I thought it was. It was risky, but risk versus reward. I mean, you, you, it's just gotta do it. You gotta do it. If you're Danny and you say that for Franny, and you want to be a man of your word. He was. He was. He seems to be that type of guy. So he did it. And good yeah, for him. You. Yeah, he he did it. So. I, I was surprised. I never before this episode would have thought that they were so close or tightly aligned or that like Franny was such an important part of his game. But I mean, they spent so much time together on their original tribe and they were in an alliance then. But I just thought that Danny was looking for dudes to hang out with. But, you know, playing an idol on Franny is really awesome. And I watched it. I watched this all happen in a room of like 60 other gay people. And we were all shouting and cheering and screaming. Yeah. <laughs> that is it was it was definitely a good moment and i think that's on production like i don't you don't you didn't see much of franny and danny um mm -hmm. you know it was a little bit i mean you saw that they were together in the beginning but it was really kind of felt if you if you just tuned in it felt like out of nowhere like wait he's gonna save her like i don't know i it was i was like a little bit that he wanted to save her with that what are you gaining? You gaining one person? Like, what are you, what's happening here? So there's that. But, you know, what we see and there's what's really happening on the island. So that's the part that you never know. So you kind of just got to trust that editing did what they had to do. But good move on Danny's part. I loved it. So not going to Yeah, complain. I mean, I, won I wonder if he's keeping her in because he thinks that he's like a she's a threat that like people are people are getting for her anyway like uh they'll go after her before they go after me because she has like matt on the jury or whatever or if he really wants to bring her all the way to the end yeah i thought about that too i thought that you know hey this might have been a really good move as a shield because of course you have matt on the jury and you can see them swooning over each other it's like the notebook i put that on my twitter <laughs> once like the way they look at each other i mean seriously it's like unbelievable so cute and yeah, i mean i would be thinking shit on that jury he's likable you know everybody loves a good love story you get me on the jury and you're like oh my god franny's at the end you're like you have to vote for franny like i think i'd be roped into that myself it's kind of like you know it's you love that shit so i don't know if that's what he was thinking that's that's a good way of thinking too you know and also we got mad at now we got to get franny out but then do you want mm -hmm. two pissed off jurors like i don't know it's it's very difficult to like really know because you're always going to piss somebody off it's just who you're going to piss off last mm -hmm. if matt and franny were together in ponderosa i don't know how pissed off they'd be i think they'd be having a good time i think they'd be having a great grand old time <laughs> that could be a whole nother show yeah. it should be ponderosa needs to come back also <laughs> ponderosa um, after dark <laughs> You could have had some good shit, but you know. <laughs> oh well. Crazy um, Ponderosa is a little crazy, so. 
I had um, a thought. Oh, just we were talking about kind of like wondering where the Danny wanting to say for anything came from. My big question of why, did, what happened to Danny and Brandon? Because <laughs> like that was like they were like big guys stick together, and then now it's just like see you, bye. Like yeah, where did that come from? I thought that was going to go somewhere. Maybe it's the story of them turning on each other, but we didn't get a reason why. We didn't. There was a bromance. It was short lived, yeah. and um. That's all I can say. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe they showed them as like a bro. Maybe they just showed that one clip and like wanted to lead you that way. But it wasn't mm -hmm. really happening, obviously. Because if you're that tight with somebody, you're not going to blindside them like that, that quickly. Because no. there was really no reason. He could have just not done it and then flew under the radar. But he um, maybe saw him as a much bigger threat. Maybe he was more likable. People were, he was seeing that people are liking Brandon. Who knows what, what, what was going on there? Obviously a physical threat. Um, obviously knows the game. He started to strategize way more than I was going to give him credit for. Um, definitely, you know, he was, he was thinking out there, Brandon. He did a good job. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe he felt threatened by him, but that bromance had no, it was like the arc that never went anywhere. So maybe to be continued. Who knows? Maybe it'll come back up. At Final Tribal, Danny's sitting there and Brandon's like, I thought we were going to be best friends and you voted me out. Yeah. <laughs> like, explain yourself. Yeah. And you're like, you know, that's really funny when you like get to the Final Tribal and people are like, why should you win? Because I'm fucking here. Why do I have to say more? Like, I think that would be my final speech. I am fucking here. I need the money. I have two kids in college. I'm tired of struggling. I'm tired of doing nine different jobs. I need the money. Like, isn't that enough? And I'm so cute. <laughs> okay, well, Tiffany, as a juror, like, what was the deciding factor for you in when you were casting your jury vote? So I was pissed off at Deshaun because he was really aggravating out there and a little mean. He knows we we've spoken about it, and he was kind of be he was kind of being a jerk to me. So like, I had a bad taste in my mouth for him, and I also <laughs> like also you know so there was a little of that, and also. Like he was playing all over the place as far as I could see. Like he was, I, I, I didn't, I didn't have enough time with him. Like, and he didn't give me enough time and he was so pissed that I put his name down first. So like, I didn't have enough time to really know him like that. Um, but sorry, I'm falling out of my chair here. But um, that was like a little iffy for me. And, and what was really interesting was that his own alliance fell apart, like on the jury, they weren't voting for him. And it was like, well, if they're not going to vote for it, like that's who should have voted for him. And he should have won. Like, not that he should have over Eric. I'm saying that that is how he would have won, not should have. Mm -hmm. um, and so that fell apart very quickly. And then it's like Xander, who I don't know. So many, he got such a great edit and so many people were pissed off that he didn't win. Like, you know, they wanted to like raise money for him and all kinds of shit. Um, he did a great job. He was super young, you know, and it was a hard season to navigate and he deserved to be at the end. Uh, but again, th the votes were not going that way. And it was like, ugh. And then there's a woman sitting at the end and how can you not vote for that woman as a woman? Like, I felt like, there you know really was very smart and played smart like you didn't see a lot of her so it was really hard to see how she played and she played quite smart and um she's she's a smart tough cookie and i think was given not enough credit you know for her win 
And I think that in my mind at that moment, she was the one who was deserving of it, of the three. Um, the other people there and, you know, or two other people sitting beside her, I don't know what would have happened. But that three-person scenario, I don't see how Erica doesn't win from what we all experienced out there. Mm -hmm. um, but for, as viewers, it was very hard. So the deciding factor wasn't very much. It was kind of like, I said to Evie going out there that night, and I'm like, Erica's going to take the whole thing if it's those three. She's like, and I remember saying it, and everyone was like, Erica took the whole thing. I said, I told you. Like, I, it was just kind of how I felt our season was going. And was there a deciding factor? I mean, there's all kinds of feelings. But at the end of the day, I was voting for somebody at that moment, at that second, that I felt deserved it. Now, take all of us now and put us back there and do this again. We have a million different things that could could happen. Well, Deshaun felt this way, so we didn't know that. And Xander was this, and we didn't know that. And, you know, like, it's, it's, a, different, it's a different outcome every time. So it's like yeah. a little bit of luck, a little bit of everything. So I didn't have one deciding factor. It was sort of the whole feeling of the moment. And that's what we did. Great. Yeah, that's a fantastic answer. And I think it gets it like why it's so hard as like if you're playing a game not to try to read the jury's mind too much, like because it's like there's so much like it's so, there's so many factors into like what you what you've done, what the jurors mindset is, the people you're sitting next to. Yeah. Um, like it's that's why it's like, again, I understand that people are worried about Franny because she has Matt on the jury. But that's not a like, yes, that is a jury vote for her. We know Matt's going to vote for her. At the end. Like, I don't right. see a universe where that doesn't happen. But that doesn't mean that the game is hers. Like, and so it, it just felt away. a little weird that there was this like, Franny is the biggest threat here because they didn't even talk about Matt. They're just like this, this, and this. It's like, they're, like, you're all threats in different ways. All threats. But mm -hmm. I think what happens out there and just speaking from being out there is like it's the next it's the next most obvious vote so like when i went out right away unless everyone something we know they were coming next right it's like okay matt franny because when you see those two together it's like the easiest vote and everybody's going to jump on it because it's not them so it's kind of like take a risk and don't do that or it's easiest because it's not me it becomes you and it's like you have to think one step ahead of that right so it's a difficult thing and also let me say this had i gotten to the end if i didn't have a huge resume or anything when you're out there you are so like vulnerable and who knows what i would have said at the end probably something like oh my god this i never thought of it but like this money is going to free me of so much like i had so many things going on as you know a younger person and like this would really change so much for me mentally like going to sleep at night just feeling secure for the first time in my life like saying things like that at that last minute moment even if people don't want you it's like the adam klein effect right what happens at that moment are they going to give a shit about everything i did out there and in, in six days are they going to listen to me and what i'm actually feeling at the moment and say holy shit she needs this money let's give it to her like you don't know you don't know how people are feeling and so it's important and those last questions are important i feel like feelings and emotions sometimes trump all that shit so it's like you never really know and it doesn't have to make sense i don't know why everybody thinks it always has to make sense it doesn't have to make sense right it, does anything it rarely make survivor sense. make sense like it right, usually it doesn't <laughs> nothing fucking ever makes sense on survivor right so like 
why does this one thing have to make sense? It doesn't. Why do people have to like come out and be like, I did deserve to win? Who fucking cares? You won? Wait. Deserved it or not? At that moment, you obviously deserved it because you won. But it's like this weird shit that people do. I don't know. That's just me being a realist. He, 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 you like that? <laughs> yeah. I, I, I loved, loved it. it. We were uh, no, I can. I completely agree. The person who I, I I I can understand people being insecure about winning if their like fan base reaction to them winning is not like uh. positive. But I, I definitely agree that everybody who got all the majority of the jury votes deserves to win. Right, and like you know what? I don't care if you edited me as a seventy-ton cow trying to make it across the pasture. I don't give a shit. What if you're giving me a million dollars? You can put horns on me. You can put me in whatever clown outfit you. I don't care. I have a million dollars. I'll go cry into my money. Like <laughs> that is how I feel as a human. But that's probably like age based a little bit. You know, I've seen, I've done, I've experienced. And it's kind of like this is a gift. This is like a gift. You know. So like I get it. The humanist, the human side is like, oh, it, it hurts and it's bad. But at the end of the day, I don't know these people. Future survivor players, don't read the stupid trolls and what they say about you. None of it is real. Nobody cares. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. Another. So uh, let's talk about the vote at Tribal. The T. Uh, what well, first up? Do we think the Tika tribe knew what was going on and they voted with Ratu for Franny to like hide and sort of like they knew the idol was getting played, but they wanted to like strategically be in with Ratu. Carolyn voted for Brandon. Yeah. They right. were split. So like, and that was interesting. That was interesting because we didn't focus a ton on Carolyn in the strategizing, but like we know she was clearly in on it uh, because she was the one who voted for Brandon. I'm thinking they decided to just like split to like n make it seem like they're like less united to kind of yeah. cover their tracks a bit. Cause that's the only thing that makes sense why Carolyn voted Brandon, but Jam Jam and Car Carson Voted Franny. Franny. Yeah, I think that that is a good point. I think, um, and also maybe she didn't want to put Franny's name down because maybe she wants to be like, Franny, I didn't even put your name down when I yeah. should have put your name down. Right? Yeah. So that's pretty freaking smart. Um, yeah. I mean, and that's kind of how I'd be thinking. Like, listen, I put Deshaun's name down and that fucking burned my whole game. That one vote. All because I remember Danny, like Danny saying to me uh, during live travel, don't put, don't write Sydney's name down. And I was like, okay. And I wasn't going to write Evie's name down. So who was left? So I put Deshaun's name down and oh shit. He was so pissed about that. I, I, he didn't let me live it down the rest of the game. So like that matters. Even if you think it's not going to matter, it matters. People hate seeing their name. Uh -huh. It freaks them the hell out. So it's like, I want to do that when these other people are going to do it and I can just split. She's in a good position. Smart. Good for her. Like, so let's see. Let's see how that works out. And then on the opposite side of that, do you think that Brandon was the right person for so good a target? Uh, it seemed like Ratu was all still together. So Jamie, Lauren, Brandon, and Kane were like the potential targets. Well, who was, uh, Lauren was safe. Yes. Do you wanna now, now it's, yeah, so now you have the rest of them. Um, I feel like Brandon's the biggest threat. I think so too. Physicality-wise, 
And it seemed like in their like strategizing scenes, Brandon was the one that we were being shown sort of like making the decisions and keeping the group together. So I think it makes the most sense to snipe him. Yeah, I think in some ways he was trying to call the shots, maybe too much, and he stood out. So am I going to vote out friendly, happy Jamie? Lauren's, who, Lauren, who's wearing the necklace, is, you know, right now safe. Like, okay, she's a threat. Maybe she wins it again. I don't Do I want to piss her off? Like, you know, it's kind of like what is going to be the least damage? It's damage control at this point. So, like, you know, every vote matters. Being on the side of the right vote, not getting yourself, don't walking out of tribal being like, oh, shit, you're in trouble. Like, that was bad. You have to say, well, I didn't vote for you, Franny. She can go back and be like, listen, I knew about it, but I didn't vote for you. So, could work for her. Right? Yeah. And I think Brandon was the right vote at that moment. Yeah, like, I, I don't know if this was said in the episode, but I, I have to wonder if the perception is, like, it's Brandon. If, if Ratu has a leader, is it Brandon? Just because he's the most physical, like, and, and I, yeah, I don't know. I have to imagine maybe that's the perception. But it's also hard to know, like, what people's read on Kane is. Like, Kane is someone I just have no idea, like, how, yeah. where is he in the game? We just, like, all we have with him was that he voted against Brandon and then them, they were buddies this episode and then that's it. Done. And so, like, it feels like Brandon was the only option here. Yeah, and, I, and you know, not just because he's a man and he's physical, but mm -hmm. also, remember, he was the bot, he was who was left. It was him and Lauren, right? Mm -hmm. and you know that he could win immunity next, so it's, like, scary, you know? And so when you're looking at the worst, the most threatening, there's that, but there's also that you know you're you're looking at who's talking back at camp what are they saying who's being sketchy and he may have done that to himself too so who knows but i i would probably have gone him as well that would have been my choice too I, it made sense to me i agree but they might have lucked into it because at the beginning of the episode danny was still talking about how he wanted to vote out lauren but then she won immunity so they yeah. went, went to Brandon, I guess. But I think that this was ultimately the better decision for the Soka people. Yeah, I agree. I think all around it's, you know, I mean, I don't know. I just, we, we'll see. I, this week's coming up. Yeah. So I'm thinking it's Danny this week. That's going to be my guess. Yeah, Maybe? It's, it's going to be interesting because we're going to be three. It's final nine will be three, three, three. Um, yeah. And Lauren has an extra vote still. Right. Uh, so it's really mm -hmm. four, three, three. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so, like, you know, and, and Jamie has an idol. As far as we know, that she still thinks is real. Um, Carolyn has the real idol. Danny's just been exposed. Like, there's potential for some really interesting things to happen here. Like, will Ratu kind of splinter and just go to survival mo mode or really try to make something happen with that extra vote? Like, this is, we're set up for potentially a really great final nine. Knock on wood, as long as we don't throw anything super crazy in there. <laughs> Don't yeah, you can keep knocking because I don't trust the freaking. I'll I don't knock until my knuckles bleed because I don't trust exactly. Them. Especially because I wonder if they'll start looking at Tika as more of a threat now that they're all of the same number. Like I know they didn't vote all together in this episode, like Christine said, but like they're just being ignored basically right now. And it's like now that everybody has the same number, three people, you might think they might start looking at them. Who knows? Or or they're going to start trying to pull one of them each for their own alliance purposes, right? Mm -hmm. As like, okay, they're not gonna do anything. They're those three, uh, let's pull, let's get Carolyn, let's pull this one. Let's see if we can pull at least Carolyn with us, you know? Or let's, she's not, she'll, she'll, 
or or who's the most threatening from that group? Let's pull him and then try to keep him as a shield. Like there's so many different ways this can go. Um, however, yes, it really depends on who wins immunity. And then that shit show begins, right? Because until that happens, you really don't know what your options are. So it's kind of like you could talk all day long. You do plan out there. You're saying, okay, but what if he wins immunity? What are we going to do? Okay, if he doesn't win immunity and this one wins immunity, what are we going to do? And there's a lot of that. There's nine people. So there's a lot of different combinations. It's like, how many can you actually plan for? And then the twist. So it's like, you really can't guess who's going to be next. But if it comes down, to, like, if it's, be what would make the most sense now i guess everybody would probably say let's get rid of danny right mm -hmm. so but that's obviously you know you, you, that's all depending on who wins immunity and all that shit so we don't know yeah we don't that i mean that does make sense as the first thought and it was in the next time on carolyn said that she wants to vote out danny uh so yeah. definitely part of the plot line for next episode yeah yep yep so you know let's see what happens and and again Carolyn is saying, let's vote out Danny, which makes me start to think that she's thinking about keeping girls strong too here. Like, what's going on? Yeah. So let's see what's happening here. Because there were a lot of, you know, a lot of girl vote offs and, you know. Well, we are of... officially now uh, at a point in the game where there are more women in the game than men in the game. Yeah. And this hasn't happened in a very long time. I can't remember how long it's been, but uh, it's been several seasons, I think, since there's been more women in the game than men. But I have to also think that we had so many men medevaced. So it's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> what's the real, what's the real, what's really happening yeah. here? Like, right? Like, took eight episodes and with medevacs to get more women than men. That's sad. Like that I agree. That. No, yeah. I mean, like, think about that. Is it really that exciting? I don't know. Is it a win? Sure. Is it, is a, it win? a win? We'll take win? it. Yeah, we'll take it, I guess. But perception's reality, so I guess it's a win. We'll give it the big <laughs> W. But, you know. So, you know, it, I, it's, I have to bring this up because, <laughs> you know, because I can't help myself because I have a big mouth. But everybody does get so invested in like the politics, I guess, of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's so many men being voted out. There's this one being voted out. There's that one being voted out. But game where people get voted out. So there's always going to be something to call out from the vote outs. And it's like, do I really care that there's more women in the game? If I, I no, because I don't. I'm not. I love women. Women strong all the way in my season for sure. But like want to watch a good show if that means we have to get another woman out because we want this other woman to win then i'm going to be for it right but that being said you can't help but think okay there's so many women being voted out right now that's like bullshit but it's like i don't know like where do you philosophical question like where do you not worry about that is that a, is there a world in which you don't worry about that stuff I understand what you're where you're coming from, and I agree. Like on a minuscule level, like between every individ minuscule. every individual vote out, I'm like, it doesn't really matter to me. I care more about like the trends, but generally, I feel that I am more invested and care more about women on Survivor than men on Survivor, and so I just, if there's more women in the game, I feel like I will like it more. Just because knowing that's myself. your person, right? Yeah. That's your personal. Um, 
what that's your personal feelings towards watching it. So each of us has our own personal like agenda in our head, whatever you want to call it. And yes, I get it. Like I hate the whole men strong shit. Like uh, that's great for like the first challenge and stuff. And yeah, we need you. But like super smart. And it's like so there's like and so are men, of course. But there's just so many different combinations of why you would want to keep people. I don't know that one one over the other is something that people who are really watching the show, like your regular everyday watching the show, I'm not saying super fans, that's a whole different genre, but like your regular everyday people watching the show, that I ever thought like that before these last few seasons, which is, mm-hmm. a, which is also a win, which is also very good because that means we're progressing, which I think is great. But it's funny to think back on like, did I think about this shit when I was watching in the beginning? Mm-hmm. I don't know that I did. I don't know that I did. I think I was thinking like more, I don't know what I was thinking, but like I know now I feel like I'm so in tune to it. Like, oh my God, there's no women. You know, the women are being voted out like crazy. Like, and when I would watch it back in the day, was I thinking like that? It's just really interesting from like a philosophical point of view. Like what starts to happen, how you change with the times and how that's become important now, right? And me saying, do I really care? No, that's not, no, is that's not really mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is back in the day, did I, and did I change or was I always like that? It was just sitting in the back of my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, when did it come out in me that I was like, oh wow, girl strong. Cause I know I was thinking it when I was on my show. I'm like, oh, we got to keep the girl strong. Like. So it, it's funny, and I don't know if that's like I changed with the times, or the times mm. changed me. Like, what what happened first? And it was just, it's just an interesting point, part of like the social dynamics of this game, you know, and the optics. Are people out there going, okay, we can't vote another girl off, so it's got to be Brandon? Is that happening out there? Mm-hmm. You know, who knows? But interesting, just a point of contention. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It it's I think what we're all struggling with, like, with trying to navigate is like, okay, where does because there are some genuine concerns about the f- current format of the smaller tribes yes. and certain kinds of challenges. There's some real concerns like structurally within the game. And these are things that, you know, when we talk about other dimensions of diversity, you know, with stuff that the survivor diversity campaign has been talking about, like the yeah. equal casting, it's like, okay, how can we work to level the playing field more so that everyone has like a better shot at finding their footing in the game. And with, with this kind of discussion we're having about the trend in women getting voted out is really get underlined. Okay. Like, where does the structural issues end and why do the really more complex of like, we, we, things are going to play out how they play out. Um, Where does that begin? And that's, that's, we're never going to have a perfect answer for that, but it's certainly troubling the trends. And I think that's what we have the power to be like, okay, should we try different formats and see if that like gives us some different, more diverse outcomes? Because it is boring when we just get women, women, women voted out. Right, exactly. It becomes boring. And I think that's the big, that you, Christine, you just hit it on the, you just hit the nail on the head. It becomes boring when you know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, another woman. Oh, another man. Oh, you know, like the, it becomes boring. But I think the bigger picture was on a platform where everybody gets a chance to play. Exactly. Once you're there, play the game. Mm-hmm. I think we've definitely come to the point where you're seeing all different types of people playing, which is really incredible. Because back in the day, it wasn't like a handful of New Yorkers going out there. Like, you, it wasn't diverse. It was beautiful people, like a lot of beautiful people. You know, I don't know. It was just 
now you're seeing more of yourself out there in every way. And it's just, you're right. It's really kind of like, at what point are we rooting for not boring versus like, oh, shocker, another woman. Like, mm -hmm. so we're really cheering for quality more than anything else. Yeah, right? quality and, and if, an equal shot for everyone. The second they right. step on the beach, there's a path for you somewhere. You just have to find it. Exactly. And it's mm -hmm. going to take some of these seasons to kind of get out of the, our own way. And I think that that's what we're starting to see happen. And now let's get rid of some of the twists and let's go back. Because now we kind of figured it out. We have all types of people on the show. Now let's play the game again. Get rid of those freaking twists. Like, let's go play the game. And can we have one merge meal, please? Thank you all together <laughs> as one big happy freaking family. Can we bring that back? Because I really want to meet everybody. Do you know I still haven't met Jeannie? And Brad and like I met Brad on the show, but like I still have not met Jeannie outside of our a lot. Like, that weird? that's a tragedy. Yeah, it's a tragedy, and I love her. She's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, we were in pregame, like in the tents together, like during like press day. She's fucking funny as hell, and like so weird to me that like I still haven't met her in real life, like since the show. Like, and I should have, because. Had merge. I don't know. She shouldn't have been voted out before merge. That's all. It's very upsetting. No, that's a take we can get behind. Absolutely. I think mm -hmm. uh, so sad. all of our Maybe listeners would agree. <laughs> yeah, like leave us all in Ponderosa. Don't send us home. I need <laughs> to meet these people. But whatever. Okay, moving on. Yeah. So, so before we, I mean, well, we're kind of covering everything in the episode, but like we're, you know, Brandon has just joined the jury. And another question we had from one of our, uh, our listeners were uh, at clickety clacks with a Z. Uh, Tiffany, mm. if you were on the 44 jury at this point, who would you be keeping an eye out for to make and potentially advocate for at final tribal council based on what we've seen so far? Ooh. I would be looking at Heidi right now. Mm -hmm. Heidi is somehow making, I, quietly, quietly making her way. Um, I would definitely be looking at Carolyn um, and potentially Carson and Yam Yam too. Like I, I'm looking at those three and I'm looking at Heidi right now. Those are the like the people I'm looking at. Danny, I'm kind of like, I don't know what it is about him. His, his, I don't know what it is about his gameplay, but it's something. I don't. I don't know. I, he doesn't threaten me as a viewer. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Like, In what way? Viewer, like threaten you how? I don't know. Disarming. Like, yeah, I don't feel like he's like very scary right now to go to the end for whatever reason. I don't know why that is. Maybe because he just made that move, and I, I know he's going to be on the chopping block. But as a juror, I'd probably be thinking, like, I'm keeping my eye on that for, like, Heidi. Heidi's up there. Heidi's starting to emerge. Um, that's what I'm watching out for, probably right now. But, I, of course, that could change tomorrow, you know, or the next episode. Right now, it'll, I'm looking at Heidi. It'll change every single episode up until the point where the final three sit in the seats. It's going to be so exciting. Can't wait. Um, I, yeah, I feel like we're sort of wrapping up, uh, Tiffany, we do have a edric section of the show where we talk about what we predict based on the edit of the show. You can stick around for that or not. But before we talk about that, I did want to ask one more question to you because you were an edric favorite of some kind, uh, oh. in season 41. And there's a, a listener who asked, uh, this is at Juan Me esque who, 
uh, wanted to know if you were aware of the spoilers that you were the winner and like what it was like in that moment where you knew you didn't win, but like, did you, were you aware that like legions of people online thought you were the winner? <laughs> I was fully aware. I was aware that I was like, everyone was like, no, Tiffany, blah, like the first week. And then all of a sudden I was the predicted winner. I'm like, did I win? And nobody told me because... <laughs> Am I dream? Did that happen? Did I like, am I sleep? Like what's happening? And it was very fun to get that kind of following behind me because it just felt so nice to be like, they like me, you know, like, <laughs> I'm not a jerk. I'm not stupid. Like yippee, you know? And also the Tiffany doesn't give a fuck who likes her, but the, the, uh, the playing the game, you know, watching it back. I'm like, care. I actually care a little bit. Shit. I'm human. Um, you know, it was, I was fully aware of it and I was so disappointed for them that I didn't win. <laughs> I was like, I so badly wish I won for them, like more than even myself, because it was so nice having that type of support. And, you know, I don't know, like it's still a thing within me where like I screwed up that one challenge and I actually made it across the, but let's not get crazy. I made it across. Okay, let's just, and I did really well in the other challenges, but somehow like that one for me feels like was my defining moment of the game. And it's like, did they see anything else? Was I visible any other way? Like still plagues me a little bit. Like, please tell me like people saw that I was making moves and like I actually got four balls and won the entire challenge for us and won a fish. Like what, did that stand out? Like what happened? I, I dove like a freaking dolphin off like a, 15 story platform like does anybody remember that so it's kind of like funny to think like that i'm very i i fancy myself quite resilient and you know as much as i say i don't care because the real me like very rarely has any i don't know i'm very easygoing i don't care much nobody's gonna hurt my feelings that much honestly i i, I love life i love waking up and having a cup of coffee in the morning i love life period and it's like nobody's gonna take that away from me but like there is that little piece of me that wishes to this day i won for that fan group mm -hmm. so i'm sorry to my fan group and i was very well aware that i was a winner so <laughs> i do have a story from a member of your fam fan group um i was you were like one of my favorites from the premiere i was spoiled but i i feel like since i i was reading the edgic reddit i think there were spoiled people on the edgic edit reddit edgic uh like page that it got me like brainwashed but i also just loved you i was like Aww. she's gonna win i'm seeing it i'm seeing the future and i was rooting for you so hard and then the night you got voted out that was like i like it devastated me i was so shocked and i got on the metro to go home and the girl i had been dating who we had were on a break texted me being like oh we should hang out and i was like oh i'm this isn't a good idea because like we just we're, we're not we need to like not do this it's like 10 p.m but i was like i texted her i was like a woman i love on survivor just got voted off so like yeah i'll come over and now we're engaged so oh, I, mean, yay! I i do not think i would have done that if um i wasn't so distraught i was like so lost i was like wandering the metro of montreal like i was a little high i was like tiffany <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did 
I not know this for two years? I'm part of the reason you're engaged. My vote off led to a marriage. Yes. What the hell? You're invited to the wedding if you want. Totally. (laughs) When's the wedding? We haven't picked yet. It'll be in probably in Nova Scotia. That's where my fiance is from. So I'll keep you posted. Posted because I might just have to make a fan appearance. (laughs) Thank you. I mean, what the hell? How did I not know this? I was keeping it for when we finally had this moment. I knew you were going to get on Bitter Jurors one day. I knew we were going to have this moment. Jesus. I need to like send you like congratulations and a signed picture of me on a balance beam with like all my roles and all my, I'm going to be canceled for that because you're supposed to love your body, love your body, love you. You guys love your body on a freaking balance beam looking like that, okay? You all love that in front of 9 million people. I didn't love it so much. Not that it matters. But still, I am so happy that I was part of that moment Mm -hmm. for you and Congratulations. And that's what we call in the Jewish religion, the shared. It was meant to be for you to be there that night. So my vote out was all, who knew? All so that you could get engaged. Exactly. Exactly. Jeff Probst works in mysterious ways. I think you should do a GoFundMe for me. Like GoFundMe for (laughs) the girl who got me engaged. Just a general GoFundMe. General GoFundMe. You know what you guys Fund me, please. Go fund me. Somebody go, go fund me. Go fund Tiff. <laughs> New website. That should be like a reality show. Go fund me and like let's see how many people. Like you have like eight contestants who can win the most money just because they're cool. Yeah. Why can't we win. have that? <laughs> let's do that. Let's do go fund me reality. <laughs> Starting now. It's me, you, and Sam. Let's see who makes Great. the most money. I... No, somehow I think it'll be you, Tiffany. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, 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 no. I'm not that cool. I'm not that great, honestly. I'm not pretty fucking great. I'm just kidding. I do love myself. You sh- as you should. That's great. All right. We should all love ourselves. And uh, everybody should be happy and healthy. And remember what's important in life. Be kind. Um, be authentic. And don't worry so much about what people talk. They're going to talk no matter if you're good or you're bad. So enjoy every bit of your living life on this planet because it's very short. So... Just enjoy life. That's my that's my public service announcement. Beautiful words to end on. Uh, yeah, uh, Tiffany, we are, we do plugs now, and so if you have anything you want to direct our listeners to, feel you we, you can plug here, and then we're gonna talk about Edric afterward. But you can leave after your plugs if you don't want to talk about Edric. I know it's okay. sort of like a I'm like an edric. controversial. I'm not like good on Edric. I don't know what I'm looking at. I mean, I know it's a portmanteau of like two words but like i know nothing about edgic i'm sure. like an edgic i'm an edgic nightmare just besides knowing that i was winning i'm know nothing about edgic but what i will say is i do have a shop i opened up my Reese's pieces clothing store again it's online i lost my original page from facebook that i had all my customers on so it's been a little bit of a struggle so i have to like what happened i'm plugging it i'm plugging it i got hacked after being on survivor and i lost my um i had like a uh uh boutique on Facebook and I would do one-on-one shopping with people and I got hacked and some guy in China somewhere is now selling sweatshirts on my site. Um, Isn't that cute? And to my 897 customers. And I think probably like vapes or something, who knows? Um, CBS is currently trying to recover it for me. But until then, on my regular social media, I'm trying to get the word out that I do have my store and I opened it on Shopify so that people can shop. But, you know, so that's that. And also, 
Um, some of the proceeds will be going to Give Kids the World because I'm going to be doing that again this year. I'm going to be heading to Florida for the support of the children. And that will actually be the same weekend as my 50th birthday. So anybody who shops, you will be, some of the proceeds will be going there. So that is, you know, also part of this and why I'm doing it. But that is the story. That's all my plugs. I was going to start a podcast. I'm still in the midst of doing a whole bunch of different things and I don't know what I want to do. So it's been a little bit rough there too. So, you know, who knows, but I'll be happy to be a guest. Great. When we're happy to have you come, you can come well, back anytime. You could be another oh, a co-host. I, I could be co-host guest number Tiffany is back with her not so hot takes and her controversial words. The bitter <laughs> jury. You can, just, you can come up unannounced. We won't even know you're going like, to be here. You'll just be in the call before we even make it. We like, how does she get in here? How does she do this? You know, it was really good until she started talking about politics and she just went, fell off the cliff. <laughs> but that's what I'm here for. Like, I am who I am and I'm never going to say things that I don't believe in. So, but for the, for the rest of the world, I love you all. Everybody is important. And that's how I really feel. So that's beautiful. I wish, yeah, I wish we didn't have to live in a world where we had to make things equal. I wish it was just that way. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it's not, but we're going to try the best we can. And love to you all. And Christine, congratulations on your engagement because of me. Thank you. Yes. It's yes. wonderful. It never would have it's happened wonderful. without you. It never would have happened. <laughs> Sam, listen, you're supposed to give me that news at some point when I was supposed to podcast with you 78 times before this. I should have gotten the news. <laughs> yeah, that would have, if I had told you, you would have come <laughs> before. I would have been there like, I would have been there the night I got voted out. I would have been running to poor Christine. It was wandering around in the metro. Like I would have came to your aid, Christine. I would have been on the bus and be like, poor Christine is wandering around the metro because I got voted out. It's not fresh for me. I got voted out many months ago, so I'm going to come save you. You come to Montreal, yeah. We'd have a good time and hanging out. It's my favorite place. You know, I, I come every year, and this year we haven't made it out there. It's my favorite place in the world. Okay, well, if you're if, next time you come, if well, I, if you're familiar, you're you don't need a tour guide, but I'm here. Listen, I um I will definitely when I come let you know that I'm coming. So. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, and. I'm gonna go eat my bacon, egg, and cheese, and because I'm should. Jewish and we don't normally eat things like that, but I do because I'm not kosher. <laughs> Just letting you know. So well, me, and my, me and my cold McDonald's, high cholesterol, are gonna go eat this and uh, and enjoy every minute of it. Good Thanks luck. for having me. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for being Bye. here. Thank you so much. <laughs> You're Bye, welcome. Bye, Bye, Sam. Thanks again. Bye. Wow. <laughs> wow this is what a what a what a what a beautiful morning we've had all together and i'm including the listeners in that as well all of us together have had an incredible morning together yes so for we'll continue plugs you can find <laughs> me at xteen underscore files on twitter at the xteen files on instagram you can read my writing on inside survivor um you can listen to the podcast the shadow play gaze which is not currently doing stuff but we will soon audrey as of like five minutes ago just, just posted um i'm she and i are doing a let's play of the utina video game uh the utina dating sim for the second saturn and we just put up the first um uh part of that so you can find that on my twitter you can find that on audrey's twitter twitter at audrey other way is we'll that with your commentary over it or yes. nice okay cool. yeah like we're just uh, talking over it the first episode it's a little we didn't get the levels quite right because the opening music is so loud and then the rest of the dialogue was really quiet so it'll be much better next time but you can watch that and then i think that's it for me how about you sam 
Beautiful. I'm at Sam Stanish on Instagram. My other podcast, Buffy Boyfriends on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, me and my boyfriend talking Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This week, we are releasing an episode with the sick boy himself, Derek Reining, uh, talking about season two episodes, Ted and Bad Eggs. Uh, some real winners. Uh, if you are a Buffy <laughs> knower and understander like me, um, we are rocketing toward the, you know, probably one of the most iconic parts of the show. Uh, but we've got some Monster of the Week episodes to get through first. And we've got, uh, uh, you can also look at my newsletter, Do You Want to Hang Out, that I put out on Substack. It hasn't been in a couple weeks because I've been out of town and then super busy looking for a new apartment for me and the aforementioned Buffy boyfriend to move into. And uh, oh, every Thursday, every first two Thursdays of every month at Young Ethel's in Brooklyn and Park Slope, I am doing improv at 9 p.m. So come to that. Awesome. So shall we jump into Edgic? Yeah, I am. I feel like the pendulum is constantly like jam, jam, Carolyn, jam, jam, Carolyn. Yeah. And I feel like this episode left me on a jam, jam note. Uh, same. Um, Carolyn was less so in this episode, and we got some weird, and I'm using a very technical term here, negative SPV uh, <laughs> from the Soka tribe, or maybe the Rati tribe, where they were like, I think Carolyn's just going to do whatever Jam Jam wants to do. And it's just like, and we didn't even hear from her or Jam Jam about that at all. Like, it was just kind of like something someone said, and I was like, huh? That's not my read on their relationship at all. Yeah, sorry, I muted myself because I was typing something and I forgot to unmute myself. But um, yeah, this was, yeah, Carolyn was like weirdly, I didn't quite know what to make of her position in this vote because uh, like we we never really got insight into why she voted differently from, we didn't get, I mean, I'm hoping next episode we'll get that insight, but that seemed like her voting differently from Carson and Jam Jam should have come up. But, like, it's also hard to tell, like, they want to keep some suspense and, you know, not tell us everything. So this was definitely more of a point for Jam Jam for me, kind of middle for Carson, if we're still looking at Tika in general. Um, and then not, I, I don't want to, like, take a point from Carolyn if we're going to do, like, a point system. But it wasn't, like, the best episode for her, especially since it was such a critical episode. Um, I want to also make note of like Heidi. This was a weird one for Heidi because she's been someone who's yeah. been kind of bouncing around off and on like of like, could she be a contender? Could she not? And this was like a big episode for her. But like in a weird way, like she did get a lot of credit for the way the vote turning out the way it did. Um, it seemed in like just she was very central to these things playing out with like Danny and, and Franny and and talking to to Tika. But then we had this moment where Danny's super pissed that she told um, Tika about her idol. So I don't. I also think this wasn't great for Heidi. Like it wasn't bad for her position in the game, but in terms of the editing and the way it was presented, we the, we left on a note of like Heidi made a mistake. She's had far worse episodes, um, but, but I feel like we're all still clinging to like the premiere where we were kind of like, oh, that's interesting or whatever with Heidi. I do really feel like she had an, a really good confessional in this episode where we got her complete perspective on like everything that was going on and like she explained what she was doing and she explained herself for the Lauren vote still last episode. It really does feel like she had to use the advantage like she wasn't allowed to like not use it basically and she stole it uh, and just kind of like knew that her 
vote or like changing Lauren's vote wasn't going to do anything. And I don't know, like it, it's not bad. I, I feel like we would be getting a lot more from her and like would have already gotten a lot more from her if she was going to win. Uh, but Hey, I've said that, you know, two out of the last three seasons at this point about the winner. So, you know, it could mean anything. Yeah, I like I'm not ready to write her I, I write like anyone off in this new era cuz last season, but it certainly wasn't good given how big of an episode this was. I did think it was weird, I'm joking, but like um Jamie was on the wrong side of the vote and she was completely protected by the edit. Um this was a very quiet episode for her. <laughs> I've had I you, know. I, you. You know that I've had my own uh, dalliances with Jamie Trutherism, um, and I, 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 I love it, and I support it, and I <laughs> no other commentary. Uh, Excellent. The case. I'm here for. I'm here for it. Yeah, she, we she, we can't know for sure until the end. We will never know for sure until the end. I do feel like she's gotten quiet of late, sadly, and hope that she uh, comes back to us in a major way i have faith that she will i just had an image of her making it to the end and doing a marianne pulling out the idol she didn't use except it's the fake mm. idol but no one knows it's fake because matthew's gone <laughs> what if she like won the game off of that i I'd don't live. know I'd i live. think it, i think it'll work do we have any other characters any other predictions i just yeah like I don't know what they're doing with Kane. I really continue to not know what they're doing with Kane. No idea where his place in the game is. Yeah, it does. It does seem like in the next time on, Kane has a confessional where he was said, "I'm not heartbroken or betrayed. The vote woke me up, or something like that." And so, and I, I feel like they were setting up the like Carson betraying Kane thing, but I felt like there wasn't enough in this episode to make me feel like that was it uh and i don't know we'll have to take a look at the next episode but i i i definitely don't think kane is our winner no um no. and i kind i mean i don't really feel like franny will win either um sadly uh no. she she seems like a sleigh uh i don't feel like danny will win i would they really show i mean i get maybe they would show the a survivor winner farting but um <laughs> I guess anything's possible in this day and age. Um, I don't think Lauren will win, sadly. Uh, and I, I have to say, I probably don't think Heidi or Carson will win. I think it's probably Jeff Dermott-Charlotte. I think, yeah. Like, I mean, I I think it's healthy to explore all the options because... But I fell into this trap last season and I told myself that I wasn't going to do this. So I'm, I actually believe any of them could win and I will rewatch all the episodes and think about what I've done. <laughs> think about what you've done but yeah i do think based on like kind of traditional way of looking at the edit and even just not traditional way like looking at kind of like even 42 is you know kind of this not really surprise in the end like it was made sense when marianne won that season um once we got to the merge and we kind of got to see like where her story was going uh but we can we can't uh hold too tightly but again if we're going with a more logical read of the way things are shaping out it makes a lot of sense that uh, it's going to be carolyn or jam jam based on their place in the game their roles as narrators and the kind of content they're getting to back up yeah uh, their place in the game every every episode is like tika is in power and then nothing changes yeah <laughs> um completely agreed i love that what was i gonna say lost it sad very sad. I'm, I'm bawling. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's nothing else I need to say about Edric. I, like, I think my big thoughts were James and Carolyn and then kind of questioning what they're doing with Heidi. But yeah, I don't think she's winning, but she could still be an important person in the game moving forward. Yeah, I think there's like five episodes left. So yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I hope I hope I allow my I you know, I'm such a busy boy lately, but I hope I have enough time as we get further into the season, like closer to the final six or maybe in the week leading up to the finale where I can rewatch the first couple episodes and sort of like see what see what the tea leaves are telling me about who's going to win. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like, I'm really, like, I'm really not. Sure. I, every, 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 every edge collector, we're like. No, oh. literally, we all just look at each other. Like, mm, mm. The viewers can't see, but we were like, same, literally wearing a sweater. This is, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but we'll see. Um, and. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I, I did want to say this episode of this week's episode of On Fire with Jeff Probst was oh, about yeah. editing. Mm. Um, it was kind of boring. But in, in it's it really is just becoming. I mean, not becoming, but it is just like what whatever they want to do. But even in this week's, this is why you suck, which is obviously the segment where they read hate mail for Jeff Probst. Someone was specifically like, "Hey, you've made a lot of changes that make the show worse. Like the final three instead of the final two, and the fire making and all, and Edge of Extinction, etc." And they like didn't they like blew past all of those criticisms and just like talked about some random thing that, <laughs> instead. And it's just like, okay, but then why even do this if you're like not even going to address the concern? Um, oh well. Oh well. I've given up on us getting anyone getting food to him. <laughs> He, he does it all for the perspective of the children who, I mean, I know a lot of children. That was weird. That was weird. Season one and season two when they were like five years old, but to go off King. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Trust the format. Um, Trust the format. <laughs> that'll be our sign off from now. Oh, wait. <laughs> do we want to vote anything off this week? Uh, is it oh. what, what aspect of Survivor are we getting rid of? Any immunity challenge that takes more than 10 minutes. I love that. Um, I am voting off multiple instances of gastrointestinal distress in one episode. Look, I don't want to see one in the first place, but I understand that we're being true to life and this is a documentary. But, like, can, I didn't need... Okay, first of all, last episode had Kane being like, I can feel my belly shaking as I'm running around in the woods. Like, that's enough. And no, then this uh... episode was like... Carson woke up and threw up and it did kind of like it was a good scene I guess but then I didn't need the farting and the immunity challenge but the scene where Carson's throwing up like the close-up on Jamie's face looks so like looking so <laughs> like she looks like she's in like a tragic drama film um and like everybody's just very concerned and I felt like it made a good scene but I didn't want to see that damn fart I want to see that yeah and he fans are like come back note to me. self when i get home after a long, long day, of day work, at work i, I don't want to see that, see that. <laughs> okay great um, <laughs> we should end that should be the, that should be the segment that's what we should be called the segment where we vote things out i don't want to see that yeah <laughs> i love that we'll um, just do a lisa kudra impression great great okay until next week trust the format bye <laughs> bye